0: Coming up on NBL Today, the Boomers record a very comfortable win. We talk about that and a couple of the NBL's names who had big, big nights. One of the greatest names joins the Brisbane Bullets in a coaching capacity. Some discussion around the next stars, Sam Froling headed to Japan and five players from the NBL in the South Sudanese team. That's all coming up on NBL Today. Very good morning. Great to have your company on NBL today. It is Friday's edition. This time next week, we will be talking all about game one of the championship series, but still plenty to talk about in the meantime. Jack Kevin, joined by Liam Santamaria. Liam, morning to you. And the Boomers had a nice win last night, 83-51 at the State Basketball Center.
1: Yeah. Morning, Jack. Took care of business. Uh, the Boomers, bit of a slow start yeah. against the Bahrainians. Had, a, had the green and gold down a little bit there in that first quarter. And um, then they had a bit of a hiccup later on as well, didn't they? Just scored seven points in the third term, the Boomers, but enough for, for a comfortable 30-point win. And there was some kind of fun standout performances in that game as well. Who did you like? Todd Blanchfield was the obvious yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, obviously it's easy to just look at the leading scorer, but after the season that he had, uh, we've all watched Todd Blanchfield's career here in the NBL for a long time, and we know what he's capable of doing. And, It was, you know, it was kind of tricky and I think a bit difficult seeing a veteran of the league just kind of rot away at the end of the bench there throughout last season. And especially those moments where, you know, especially the very end of their season, we got thrown out for the last couple of seconds of that game. That was tough. So to see him step out in the green and gold, admittedly against... You know, subpar competition compared to what he's used to going against on a week to week basis. But he looked good and he knocked down shots and he was active and he kind of flashed a little bit of what he's still capable of doing. Isaac
0: Humphreys was very good. The other one was Nick Kay. I mean, we we always talk about Nick Kay, the fact that he's not here every year when we discuss big names coming back to the league. His name is always one of the first mentioned. Even he spoke about it. At some point he will come back. I think we all just wish it was now,
1: don't we? I oh, know. I know. We want him back. We want him back badly. Uh, he mentioned, of course, Western Australia is home for him. So he said he'd love to come back to the Wildcats at some stage. No doubt that was nice to hear for the red army, but yeah, it's, uh, it's always good to see him back out there for the green and gold. And while we're at it, shout out Reese Vake. Yes, please. He's, 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 really getting better coming out, knocking down shots and, um, He's a weapon out there now. You know, he's strong enough to to hold his own inter- on the interior, defensively gets boards. But as a pick-and-pop guy, you know, a guy that we've seen have success like a Jack McVay type in this league, like um, I would love to see someone pry him back from Japan at some stage.
0: That would be very, very good. Well done to the Boomers and well done to the Brisbane Bullets. Justin Shuler, new coach, has made one of his first key moves, and that is to go with what you know and get Daryl McDonnell out of Melbourne United to come and join him as one of his lead assistants.
1: Very cool signing Um, because, of course, you know, he's an absolute legend, one of the greatest of all time uh, on the court. But uh, he's also been very highly regarded these last few years for his work at in that Melbourne United coaching stuff, in that player development kind of space. And Justin Shuler, of course, we know, like, as a head coach with Brisbane, one of the things he's going to be trying to do is, is attract and recruit that young Australian talent that he's been working with over the past 10 years as the head coach of the under 17 Australian team. So you got to have guys in your coaching staff then who can, can get work done in that space. And so he's worked with Greg Vanderjack before he was, he's his assistant coach with that squad and he's worked at, at, at length with DMAC in that space as yeah. well, so a cool hire. The Brisbane fans should be happy to have DMAC coming into their club, and a pretty straight shooter
0: too. If anyone's had any time with Darren McDonald, he he'll tell you what he thinks, which is probably not a bad thing.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and and also you've got Shula, Vandy. You know, guys that are reasonably young in their, you know, in their coaching career, weren't necessarily stars in the league. And you're working with Olympians like Sobey and Bain. So to have an older guy who has well and truly that credibility in the locker room because he's a great of the competition, I think that will help. In the, in the same kind of way I think that Perro Cameron helped that group yep. late last season. And best wishes to Pero Cameron and Pete Crawford who are headed to their
0: next move. So we wish them all the best to the Next Stars program which you're doing some wonderful work with at the moment. We don't expect you to go into too much detail about what's being planned for the future, but did want to pick your brain a little bit on what Matt Walsh, the the owner of the New Zealand Breakers had to say that they're looking at potentially three options for a Next Star next season. I think the thing here, Liam, is that this is an organization who are seeing the benefit in the Next Stars program and what it can do for them, but also what it can do for young men coming in.
1: Yeah, and they're doing it really well, aren't they? I mean, what's happening with Ray Unrepair in particular this season, it's, I don't know, it's almost like a blueprint for how to go about it in terms of immersing a Next Star into your rotation, uh, working with him, supporting him, and then you know, bearing the fruits of that labor over the course of the season uh, as he develops and the contributions that he's been making late in the year and in the postseason is, is a beautiful thing. And I thought it was cool to read the comments from Matt saying, you know, it's, a Part of our strategy with the club is to try to grow our brand on a global scale, and our involvement in the Next Stars program is an important part of that. So RJ Hampton was the, the guy who got that rolling for them. It worked out tremendously well in terms of Usman Jiang being the 11th pick in the draft, and it's been a roaring success this year with Rayan Repairs. So they're invested in the program, and make no mistake, prospects their families and agents have an interest in the New Zealand breakers as a result
0: there's a lot of noise about Rayan repair right now with a championship series coming up do you feel like if he's continuing the form that he's that he's in right now Liam and he can play a big role in this championship series that it might just potentially push him towards top 10
1: uh yeah it has that that chance for sure yeah. and and look if it does i mean if he does, if it become a top ten pick or or somewhere thereabouts, there's a chance for him to make it four straight years of next stars being drafted in the lottery. Lamello, Josh Giddy, Usman Jiang, and then we're gonna see what's gonna happen here with Ryan Repairs. So yeah, for sure. There's a lot of kind of excitement about what he's doing right now in that next star space.
0: And a lot of excitement, I'd imagine, for Sam Froling, who's going to head overseas and play in Japan, which is great, great, great chance for Sam to earn really, really good money. He'll be back with the Hawks next season. The thing here, and Pete Hooley's spoken about this a couple of times, Liam, is the guys who are playing in the offseason generally start the next NBL season really well.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, we I think he's such an exciting young talent that we kind of expect him to take another leap year after year after year. And you know, hopefully he does do that. He's going to have a good experience over there in Japan. Uh, hopefully, hopefully not too great. You know, we don't want him kind of looking <laughs> to go back there when his when his contract does eventually expire. But um, yeah, I mean, the, it's cool to see all these players heading off to to great opportunities, and that's one of the cool things about the NBL is how early our league finishes. So for the prospects, yeah. guys, we're talking about in the next star space, we say, hey, you can get started on NBA draft pre-draft process early, get a real running start in that regard. But the, all these other guys, you know, you can head to Puerto Rico or Japan or head to the ACB or the like, make some extra money and, and uh, you know, continue to advance your career.
0: And so we want him to be good but not great in Japan. I think that's <laughs> what we're taking away from that. Let's finish up with the South Sudanese national team. Their squad of 12 has been selected for their next games. And great here that five NBL players will be part of the South Sudanese team.
1: Yeah, very cool. So uh, who we got there? Bull, Qual, Sunday, Detch, Dengakuth, Majuk, Deng. Who am I missing? Um, somebody else in that mix as well. And uh, they are one win away, Jack. Deng, Deng, Deng. sorry. Deng, Deng, Deng. Yeah. Man, started every game for the Hawks this season. One win away from qualifying for the World Cup. Which would be massive. Making, making history but potentially here for being the first country in Africa to qualify for the World Cup in their first attempt. So they play Senegal, Egypt, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And if they get one of them, they're going to be playing at the World Cup, which is really, really exciting. And, you know, we're all behind them, especially those guys that have been competing in the NBL.